Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Ice Cream Hour. Dr. Mike Axler here in episode three of the Sports Nutrition Series. In today's episode, we're diving deep into the powerhouse of energy for the second time. Last time, we looked at carbohydrates and strength training, and today we're talking about carbohydrates and endurance performance. If you have not listened to the previous podcast yet, give it a listen. I don't want you missing anything. And also, if you have not yet subscribed, please make sure to do so. Today, we are lacing up our running shoes and hitting the road to explore the crucial role of carbohydrates in endurance performance. Carbohydrates are the go-to fuel for athletes, covering long distances, powering through marathons, or conquering cycling challenges. In this episode, we'll uncover the science behind carbohydrate loading, strategic fueling during endurance events, and how proper carbohydrate intake can make the difference between hitting the wall and crossing the finish line strong. Get ready to fine-tune your endurance game by harnessing the power of carbohydrates. First, let's discuss the importance of carb loading on endurance performance. Carbohydrate loading, also known as glycogen supercompensation, is a nutritional strategy used by endurance athletes to maximize their muscle glycogen stores before a competition or a prolonged endurance event. It involves manipulating dietary intake to significantly increase glycogen levels beyond normal capacity. We touched upon this before in the strength episode, that while engaging in intense and vigorous physical activity, our bodies primarily run off of stored glucose or glycogen in our liver and muscles, and this becomes even more important during endurance exercise. The typical approach to carb loading involves a depletion phase followed by a loading phase. And it is important to note, while some athletes do well depleting carbs or engaging in low-carb diets during training, not all of them do. But I'll explain the rationale for it here. First, in the depletion phase, athletes engage in intense training while consuming a moderate to low carbohydrate diet. The goal for this phase is to deplete the muscles of their glycogen stores, which triggers the body to adapt by increasing its glycogen storage capacity. After which comes the loading phase. This phase involves a high carbohydrate diet, usually accompanied by reduced training intensity or rest. By significantly increasing carbohydrate intake, sometimes consuming upwards of 70 to 80% of total calories, the body is able to store excess carbohydrates as glycogen, surpassing normal storage levels. So the point of this approach with carb loading is one, decreasing physical activity, so tapering before an event to recover, and then loading up on carbohydrates to give yourself as much fuel for the upcoming event as possible. And the effects of carb loading on endurance performance are well documented. Carb loading has been shown to enhance glycogen stores. This provides a larger reservoir of readily available energy for prolonged exercise. Second, delayed fatigue. With increased glycogen reserves, athletes experience delayed fatigue during prolonged endurance events. This delay allows endurance athletes to maintain intensity and performance for longer periods of time before experiencing a drop in energy. And third, improved endurance performance. Studies have shown that effective carb loading can improve endurance performance 
allowing athletes to sustain higher work rates for or speeds for extended durations without hitting a wall due to glycogen depletion. However, it's essential to note that carbohydrate loading might not benefit every athlete or every endurance event. The effectiveness can vary based on individual differences, the duration and intensity of the event, and even the specific sport. Additionally, improper implementation of overloading with carbohydrates can lead to GI discomfort or unwanted weight gain. So that's why athletes often experiment with different approaches to find the carbohydrate loading strategy that best suits their needs and performance goals, seeking to optimize their glycogen stores and endurance capacities on race day. So now that we've discussed carb loading leading up to an event, what about everyday training? It's important to note that we can really only hold upwards of 2,000 calories worth of stored glycogen in our liver and muscles before we essentially run out and hit the wall, so to speak. So in prolonged endurance events like a marathon, ultra marathon, Ironman triathlon, etc., fueling throughout the event becomes a must, not just a want. The goal for every athlete is to maintain stable blood glucose levels and to continually have steady amounts of fuel going to the working muscles. If you've ever seen an athlete cramp up, perhaps fall down and even drop out of a race in person or on TV, yes, hydration plays a huge role, which we'll get into in later episodes. But typically, if you hit that wall, it means they've depleted their stored carbohydrates and they're cramping up. It's important to note that after you've, used, after you've used up all of your glycogen stores, that's when the body wants to begin using stored body fat as a fuel, which works, but it's slow and not optimal during intense exercise events, which is why carbs are the preferred energy source. As we spoke about before, while in general, we should aim to consume most of our carbohydrates from complex carb sources, so meaning fruits, veggies, whole grains, sweet potatoes, oatmeal, etc. During endurance events and training is when the simple and faster digesting carbohydrates are going to come in handy. So think sports drinks, which kill two birds with one stone. You get your carbs as well as hydration. Think about sports gels and even gummy bears and other sugary candies to help you on the go. There's been some really cool research detailing that some of the top endurance athletes taken upwards of 100 grams of carbohydrates per hour during Ironman triathlons, which greatly contributes to why they can sustain such a high output during competition. Because instead of just getting in 20 grams of carbs per hour or zero, they're getting in 100. That's 400 calories per hour. Now, training the gut is going to be huge here. I do not recommend going out for a run or a bike ride and automatically trying to get in four to five gels per hour. But in longer duration events and training, so over 90 minutes typically in length, aim to take in a gel or a sports drink every 15 to 30 minutes and see where that takes you. If you can comfortably stomach a gel or even just half a gel every 15 to 30 minutes, then you're on your way. The main thing here is that constantly supplying your working muscles with carbohydrates during long training sessions and events will help to fuel and propel you forwards. Think of it like taking a long car trip. You'll have to continually add gasoline to the tank because if you don't, you'll eventually run out of gas. Lastly, the importance of carbohydrates and recovery. 
The current recommendations are that endurance athletes take in anywhere from 50 to 80% of their daily car calories from carbs. And that's a fairly large range. So again, that boils down to doing what works for you. We touched upon this in the strength episode. Focus on the pre-workout meal and the post-workout meal. I tell my athletes all the time, you should be focusing on fueling for this next workout and your next game. And then immediately afterwards, focus on recovering and then getting ready for the next day. So getting a sufficient amount of complex carbs before an event or training run and then immediately after will be the best bet to make sure you're constantly being fueled with what you need. There are several crucial roles that carbohydrates play in facilitating faster recovery after exercise that are important to note here. First, glycogen replenishment. During intense exercise, as we talked about, muscle glycogen stores can become depleted. So consuming carbs post-exercise helps to replenish these stores efficiently. Second, muscle protein synthesis. Carbohydrates, especially when consumed with protein, which as I said, we'll get to in the next couple episodes, can enhance muscle protein synthesis. The insulin response triggered by carbohydrates helps drive amino acids into cells, muscle cells specifically, promoting the repair and growth of muscle tissues damaged during exercise. Third, reduction of cortisol levels. Intense exercise can elevate cortisol levels, which may have catabolic effects on muscle tissue. So by consuming carbohydrates post-exercise, this can help lower cortisol levels, mitigating its potentially negative impacts on muscle recovery. Fourth, rehydration and electrolyte balance. Carbohydrate-containing fluids aid in rehydration after exercise, especially when combined with electrolytes. Replenishing fluids lost through sweat is crucial for maintaining proper hydration and electrolyte balance. Important to note as well, the timing of carbohydrate consumption post-exercise is also very important. Consuming a combination of carbs with protein within the first 30 to 60 minutes after exercise, known as the recovery window, is considered optimal for maintaining glycogen replenishment, muscle repair, and recovery. Overall, carbohydrates are instrumental in replenishing energy stores, supporting muscle repair, and promoting overall recovery, making them an essential component of a well-rounded post-exercise nutrition plan. Alrighty, so we covered a lot today. As we wrap up this journey into the world of carbohydrates and endurance, it is clear that these energy-packed nutrients are your best friends for conquering those longer miles and pushing your limits. Whether you're a seasoned endurance athlete or just getting started, optimizing your carbohydrate intake can be the game changer in sustaining energy, preventing fatigue, and ultimately improving performance. Remember to experiment with different strategies discussed today to find what works best for you. Thank you so much for joining today in episode three of the Sports Nutrition Series. I do hope you enjoyed, and if you did, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. And make sure to tune in for our next episode where we discuss the role of protein in strength training. Until then, run your miles, bike your miles, swim your miles, hit some PRs, and carb up, my friends.